And we are live. Welcome back to On the King's Dime. It's Monday night, a weekend of double L's. Uh, well, I think last last Tuesday, wasn't it? The first L was last Tuesday yeah. and then an agonizing L to discuss on the weekend against the Adelaide 36ers. Tough to take. It's a, it's a struggle uh, to start the season. We're here to discuss it, though. We're going to go through just what we're what we're going through at the moment as a team in general. Then we'll go through the two games, Brisbane and Adelaide 36ers. But as always, like, share, and subscribe. We are now on audio platforms, uh, Podcast Addict and Apple Podcasts. We are on Podcast Addict. I don't have Android, so I can't check. You're the man. No, who needs to check. I don't. I don't believe so. Oh, okay, we'll, we'll we'll get on we'll get on that. Um, but we are on Apple Podcasts. If you want to listen to us on audio form, we're also on YouTube. If you want to listen to us there, and we are streaming live at the moment on Facebook. Uh yeah, just a, an absolute struggler of the two games to discuss. I think first we'll we'll just talk armchair COVID. A little bit of armchair COVID talk. Then we'll talk yeah. a little bit about. We'll do a four-game health check on what we're what we're feeling to start with. Uh, some our first postponement in fixtures. Yes. Perth w- uh, WA just living living their best life, and then beep, yeah, COVID. beep beep. So I haven't looked completely into. I've only looked at like the okay. fixture postponement, but I don't actually know like how, like it's the new strain or something. Is it? They they haven't. Well, there's no genetic genomic sequencing back yet as to the strain but one would assume it's probably a mutated strain um it was funny because there was just the the chief health medical officer just came out and said this quarantine is rubbish <laughs> this poor security guard has just been left out to dry because apparently he's an uber driver as well and it's just like why is someone <sighs> who's working in a hotel quarantine needing to work a second job like why is this happening like what? What is wrong? Mm. With, what What is wrong with society when the people that are guarding the economy from shutting down have to go and work Uber jobs? Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Because that's the same just, thing that happened in New South Wales. Basically, yeah. um, basically it was uh, like, you what? The shifts in um, Victoria? Yeah, sweet. I'm out. I'm going work those shifts as well. And you're like, what? Why yeah. are you working in two different places? Your nut job. Yeah, um, it's, just, it's just poor, poor form. But you know what? The the problem with WA is that is that their population has not had an outbreak in ever. Mm. Like they didn't have, they didn't really have a first wave, they didn't have a second wave, mm. and they haven't had any outbreaks in ten months. And I got people that you know work there and colleagues and things like that. Mate, life is normal. Mm. They don't even they don't think there's no social distancing of bars. There's nothing. So if this is, if this does get out, then it's going to be you know. I think uh, Perth may be relocating for a little bit. Yeah, well, I did see on the uh, the NBL website that they have left. So they were, they were due to play the Breakers this weekend. Uh, that game was postponed uh, just quietly. Did you see that hilarious game-winning miss from Wagstaff? Yeah. <laughs> that was great. Couldn't have happened to a nicer bloke. Um, so, so they yeah, they postponed that game against the Breakers. Uh they were set to play the Breakers again this round in anyway, like as a as a round fixture of round four. Um, but Brisbane are playing United. That's moved from Thursday to Friday, and then they obviously can't. Brisbane can't play Friday Saturday, so they yeah. moved the the fixture of the Breakers tie pants to the Friday. So yeah. it's like it's getting it's getting chaos. Chaotic. Wasn't uh, like when is this playing tournament? When when was this supposed? It wasn't supposed to happen in round four. Like what? I'm not what, sure. What's going on? I just this is just you know maybe they should put out like a rough draw of like what's happening because 
uh, we're two games behind Adelaide. Adelaide have played like six games, I'm pretty sure. Yes, um, yep. And for for a very little, you know, so have Cairns too. By the way, sorry. Yeah, so very for very little preseason games that Sydney played. It's just, and the fact that you know their their all star import Jarrell Martin came off a plane kind of like a week and out of quarantine, like a week before the season mm. started. Mm. What what did they expect this season to be for Sydney? Like what you know we, we had it. We were just laughing before. Like we thought that. Um, this could go very badly, and it's not going extremely badly, but it is worrying. Mm. So, have we got any more sort of COVID coverage? Armchair COVID? No, uh, I don't think the game. I think the games are supposed to be coming back in February. Sydney's, you know, pr- pretty much got it relatively under control as well. So, hopefully, we can see our our arena back in action. Um, this month or maybe in the next couple of rounds hopefully the nba cup uh, NBA, nbl cup doesn't just come up and it's like well you know you're waiting another month now for fixtures so yeah, hopefully we get in the in, into our home arena um that before we before we get into the actual team it was interesting to see in the couple of the post games they're all talking about oh you know we've got to take on the road dog mentality you know we haven't been home in weeks and um it just took me back to that stephen adams quote where he's like mate it's not serious it's just like, yeah. But at the same time, I can understand this having an effect on our performances. Yeah, it has, a, has an effect on your performances, I think, obviously being away. But, you know, you're paid professional. It's what you're meant mm. to do. You're meant to turn up night in, night out. And, mm. But and I, I, like half of me wants to go, yeah, suck it up, boys. Like, you know. But at the same time, I, I equate it to the way we're performing and I don't see the – you know, road dogs, junkyard dogs. Like I kind of still see the same bad bits from last year in this these performances. And, you know, we, we had a like there was a spark in that Adelaide game near the end where there was a lot of full court press and it looked like we're like, you know, trying to trying to take the game into our own hands, get get junkyard with it. And that kind of worked. But at the same time, like as an overall rhythm of this team, I don't see the the, you know, we're gonna play like junkyard dogs, road warriors. Like I've still seen just yeah, we lost. Oh, well, what a shame. Shake hands. Let's go home, boys. You know, let's, you know, we'll, we'll get home soon. It's all good. It's a bit, it's a bit worrying. Unless they think that because they're, they're on the road for, you know, all these games that they're going to go home and have a stretch of 12 home games, which they're just going to, you know, get the corp crowd behind them and, and mm. you know, win 12 in a row and, and sneak into the finals. But um, looking at this team and kind of the mentality is, it just doesn't feel feel all connected yet. No. Nah. It feels like some it feels very disjointed. Um and at times terrible. <laughs> yeah, that's just how many how many things can you come up with before, you know, you just blurt out, Oh, we're we're terrible. Like, you know what I mean? Not, like, no, no, we're not no, I don't say we're terrible. I think that um I don't agree with some of the lineups that are being put on the floor. I think that we don't have a true point guard and that's definitely showing. Mm. Um, and we're really missing a rim protector. Mm. And we, ha- we have no inside game. There's no block game at all. Moller's offense. Well, it's, it's Jarrell basically. And he, you can tell, like you said, it looks like he's just, you know, three weeks into a stint in a league trying to get to know guys. He, his inside defense is very sus. Um, but when you're throwing him in these lineups with Moller and Hunter, who are both a couple of guys that like look around after there's a drive 
trying to find who they're supposed to be guarding. Like I've noticed that happening a fair fair few times. You know, we can't obviously fault Jarrell for just coming in, coming in off a plane and giving us these performances. Because on offense, on offense too, he's been he, fantastic, he's, he's, absolutely he's not, fantastic for us. Oh yeah, he's not a true center though. That's the true. problem. He's kind of a power forward who can maybe play a bit of backup sentiments. But we have to do say that you know, Diddy out injured, mm, massive Cooks out injured, mm. kick it out injured. Kick it, I think, adds another level of offense to our game that we're missing with yep. still some relatively sensible paint defense. Like mm. he's not going to block shots, but he's a pretty big dude and he can put his body in the right positions mm. to defend very well. Whereas I think Jordan Hunter is good at in stretches when he's, his timing's on, but he also bites just a little bit too much on a lot of plays. Mm. Um, he's very, um, very, I'm looking to find something to do, like get a steal, get a block. Mm. Trying to trying to come up with a play rather than let the play come to him, like he gets very like, and then suddenly you know guys like Sobi are just like sweet, like you've come to me, I'll just d- like dime somebody up, and he he's left like turning around looking going oh no like, and then you know instead of making these plays that build rhythm and like I've I'm, I've got to stop here, you know I made a play, you know I didn't get the block but I made a play at least they dumped off at the rim and we got to stop anyway, like seems to come up with these plays where everything breaks down and they just score an easy bucket and you're left going, oh, that doesn't build he's, that he's rhythm. He's over, overzealous in his defense instead mm. of trying to, yeah, box out. He grabs boards quite efficiently and so does Moller. Moller uh, crashes the glass, but I think that problem is as well as he crashes the glass and then he kind of slinks off his man and doesn't box out efficiently. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's for the long rebounding game. I think that's always that's always been a Sydney problem ever since we started doing this podcast mm. is the long rebounding. What happens when they start hoiking up threes and it goes out to the left and the right? We seem to be all concentrated around the paint mm. instead of, you know, getting it getting out there and in positions where we can potentially pick up the ball and, and get out on the fast break. Um, but, yeah, there's, there's definitely – flaws in the team as it is currently um and just too much of a vadanovic shooting the ball i mean he, he just he's he's got no no filter though man he'll just come out and do anything i mean he's, yeah. he's knocked down a couple of shots where you're like okay all right tommy nice but a couple of times you're just like no don't don't shoot that 20 22 on the shot clock you're pulling up from three like no stop that um, inside, he's been all right. Like, but again, we're just missing that rim protector. And uh, with the Bogut departure, how how much of a transition time do you give a team to go? Oh well, you lost a, an elite rim protector. Now, where do you go from here? Like, you're looking at this crew of guys going. Well, none of you guys are going to block shots. So, what else can we do? Like, how much is the time lag? I don't think. I think it's longer than four games to work out how this team gels on defense. Why did we not just go out and get Isaac Humphreys? I don't understand. He's a Sydney mm. boy. Um, he, he's a, you know ex rookie of the year for Sydney. Why do we just not go out and go? We need that guy. Like, yeah, that that fills every void in our team. Um, and or he's, Landale. Yeah, I, oh, look, I think Landale was always going. Or to even Jack it. White. You know, Jack yeah, White's Jack not White's necessarily so well. not but, necessarily going to be an elite rim protector, but but I just think Humphreys just that. That guy that gives you twenty points a night, mm. rim protector, changes shot direction, doesn't overcommit, and is you know can sing you a song at the end. <laughs> Some good crew can, uh, <laughs> yeah, you can, you can uh, put the put the pokey lounge into a into a raucous crowd. Um, I was I was thinking about it right, and because because after that Adelaide game, there was a lot of like. 
well, I haven't got this guy, you know, struggling, et cetera, et cetera. And I was thinking like the timing on some of the things that we've done over the last, you know, two months haven't been ideal. Like Bogut took so long to just retire. Like yeah, if yeah. at the end of the season he had just gone, I'm out, we're done, that's it, I'm done. I think we might have been able to prepare a little bit better. Like yeah. if we hadn't have had the JT and Weaver combo of taking, like that's, I'm not saying it's their fault, but like we all of that kind of took a long time yeah. to just go and he's out of here and scrambling around for a coach and now we've got holes to fill. I'm wondering if that's had a huge issue because I, so. I, I, I never thought of the Bogut thing, but the Bogut thing probably if he had retired last year, they would have been in talks with maybe Humphreys or Bolden or mm, Landau someone, much yeah. sooner. And we kind of just got left to the end. And I mean, Jurel Martin's not a bad player by any stretch of the means for the NBL, but he doesn't fill the right void in the team. Mm. And the right void is we need a, a center who can play in the post and who can rim protect. Doesn't necessarily have to knock down mid range shots. We seem to have enough, enough shooters in the team at this point, but someone who can, can play in the post and rim protect. And at this point, Jerome Martin is just, just a great post player with mm. very little um, rim protection because he's, he's a power forward. He's not, he's definitely not a center. Um, and, but is playing, you know, a fair few minutes at center because we can't play Hunter and, and Moller at, in the same team, in the same lineup. Um, you know, you just, you have no offensive weapons. Uh, on the floor when plays break down and a lot of plays are breaking down. I don't see a lot of dial-up plays. Mm. I see some for Casper. I see a lot for DJ, which by all means, please keep dialing those up. Yeah, definitely. And he looks like he can create a shot, Mm. like create a shot. And the other thing I was thinking like, Pairing him and Casper together, like we've not necessarily stumbled onto DJ as a shot creator, but pairing like finding that and then going, oh, let's let's plug this into what we have with Casper, and then you know issues we've got down low, and let's you know put a post guy in there in Jarrell. Like it kind of is just for like it's kind of formed together as a bit of like a like a tumorous mass where you're like, okay, this is kind of incoherent, messy offense, and. I don't like Casper's shooting issues kind of also compound that. Yeah, he hasn't shot he his his shooting's got a little bit better, but I think it what does compound it is the inability of because you've got guys that are trying to score in lanes and at taking up lanes like in Hunter and Moller, it doesn't allow a lot of free space for mm. Casper to, to drive those lanes. And so like he should be pulling up from 17 feet, two out of three shots. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, you know, that's his go-to shot. Get to that 17 feet and just pull up and, and, you know, hit it at 50%. Um, but we're not even getting that. We're kind of, he's getting to the hoop and just getting absolutely munted and not getting calls, which mm. is going to happen. There's, mm. there's, you can't, you put it in the hands of the refs and that's going to happen. But when the plays break down, it's just like, why is Hunter calling for it in the post? That's just not. Mm. Why like, are we tossing is... it to him? Why are we tossing it to Moller? We toss, we've been tossing it to Moller a little bit as well. Yeah. And the other thing too, like in that Adelaide huddle the other night, he was basically just like, whenever, whenever Moller's on the perimeter, perimeter sag off, we don't need to, we don't need to yeah. guard Moller because he can't hit threes and he's struggling to shoot the ball at the moment and he doesn't have a, an out move. Like, you know, it's not like Draymond where Draymond just keeps shooting him and you're just like, eh, he's going to live with that. It's the NBA. Like, Moller doesn't have a, well, they're not guarding me on the three-point line. I'm not going to shoot him. What I'm going to do is going to step in, you know, and take it or step in, two dribbles, find someone. And also in these broken plays, I don't know if we've got this the roster makeup that 
we've got guys who just thrive in broken plays. Like we kind of got guys like DJ's really the only one I've seen thrive in that broken environment where he'll get a ball on a breakdown and cre- can create something. Casper can, but you kind of at the crooks, point now, crooks, crooks yeah, he could do. get inside and back yeah. down. But Casper's yeah. at this point now where I'm more like, I don't know if I want him shooting in these broken plays. Like he's more of a, a negative. I feel negative every time he gets those broken down plays. And that's like, yeah. Where he was most successful at Melbourne is the dial-ups. Mm. Let's dial up this play for Casper. Let's dial that up. It just seems like he's a guy you set you set your plays for. And when, you know, they, they kind of had 50%, those 50% of breakdowns, it'd go to Goulding who could create a shot out of nowhere or McCarron who could, you know, shimmy his way around the rim and, you know, drive to the hoop. But mm. that, That's spacing, yeah. We don't have that spacing and we just don't have that ability. I think we, when kick it gets back, we might be seeing a bit of post kick it. I think we might be seeing a bit of post kick it in these breakdown plays, which I'm, 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 I'm more confident with than post Moller and post Hunter, hmm. to be honest with you. Um, it's not been great. Yeah, it's, it's a in bit Brisbane, worrying. In that Brisbane game, it's just like, what is happening here? Why, why are you going? Why are you going at him? Why? Yeah, no. well, I, but, but um, like, part of me is like, I like that. Okay, yeah, you, you had a crack at it, but at the same time, it just is bad. And there's no momentum from it either. Like, there's no rhythm to it. There's no momentum to it. It's not like, oh, you know, you, you give it here to get it back later, somewhere else doing something else. Like, it, it's just like every play for Hunter, especially, we're ragging on him a bit, but every play for him seems to just be, um, get the ball and just do something and there's no rhyme or reason to it. It's just, I'm getting the ball and I'm doing something, you know, and then two plays later, I'm getting the ball and just do this. And then I, it's just, it's it's not good. That dream shake that he had where then he went back over his right shoulder. Like the dream shake was great. And then he kind of didn't want to lay it in with his left hand. He went back over his shoulder and Hodgson just went, yeah. yeah, sweet, I'm waiting for this, bang. Like That's that's a big issue. He's not got any fa- capabilities with the offhand. And mm. you need to be, if you're going to be a post player, you need to be able to finish with both hands. Mm. and. He just can't, and it's just, it's predictable. You know where he's going every time. And for a, a seven foot big in Hodgson, it's just, oh, boop. Yeah. You know, we'll just get your hand straight in the air and you, you can't finish around. Um, that is a real worry, especially for a professional basketball player who's <laughs> played four years. No, I'm being serious, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four, four college, years in college. Yeah. Uh, four years in college. This is his third year. So he's he's been, you know, had some sort of levels of basketball for seven years and, you know, he's not confident f- you don't have to be a, sh- a shooter. You don't have to stretch the floor. But if your game is inside, you've got to be able to finish with both hands. Mm. Like that's just, what are you doing? Like that's your craft. I just don't feel like at this point there's, they've got an offensive craft. Moller's offense doesn't have an offensive craft. I like Moller's a hustle guy, mm. you know, can get the dunk um, in open transition, crashes the boards really well, you know, gives you a lot of hustle. He's actually, I think, our second highest assister too, behind Sean Bruce. Yeah, he's been throwing some good passes this year. Mm. That's a real worry that Casper Ware is not. Well, really he's thirty, so thirteen. Sean Bruce is thirteen assists. Then Moller's twelve. Ware's eleven. Tyrrell's seven. That's, I think, more of a worry is that beyond those three, there's kind of nothing else happening there, really. Um, just looking at some of the other stats too. Hunter has the most blocks with three and that's like after four games it's like whoa that was cam oliver in one game wasn't it yeah i think you got two on cam oliver and one of them was a foul definitely as well 
Um, Jarrell's only got two blocks. Archie Woodhill on the on the. Uh... Yeah, he was a bit. Oof. Yeah, those was... two DPs were a little bit. Oh, I, it's not defensive. It just feels like I don't even nah, know what I'm doing um, in this Development lineup. players, sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah, development players. I, it just feels like you got on the court. He goes, I have absolutely no idea what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, it did feel a bit like that. Just like, like I could, maybe, maybe I could play basketball, but I have no idea in this situation what I actually do. Mm. It's just like, oh, this doesn't look good. Like I'm all for development players, mm. but it just seems like they're sitting on the bench and they're not included in training either. Like what, what do yeah. you like? Well, 40, 40 was like, oh, you know, they've been training well. And I, I'd said to him the night before, you know, be ready because you're probably going to get minutes in this Adelaide game. And I, I could see, yeah, obviously why we we don't have Diddy. And that was a huge, huge sort of mess up in our rotation as well. He's going to play 20, 25 a night. Um, but to go to to go to Woodhill, was it Woodhill or was it Galloway? I think it was Galloway, like right out of the gate. Was like whoa! Like I think Newley got in foul trouble in the first quarter, and then Galloway came straight out, and you were just like, "All right!" Like you know, baptism of fire. And he, yeah, you're right. He looked like he didn't really know what he was doing. Didn't didn't. I think he took one shot on the night, one turnover, and one foul. Yeah, you know. I mean, so it's not like like they we're bringing in a guy who knows what he's doing. Like I, I feel like there's other guy, the other teams in the league that have off-the-bench development players who actually have a purpose, whereas, you know, we've had Lockie Hutchinson hasn't been that great and Benjo Talbot, I think, even was the year before and you were just like, oh, seven-footer? Like, what's what's this guy's deal? <laughs> um, it's it's the injuries, man. That's a huge, yeah. huge worry. Are we are we in a, in a position at the moment to start kind of going, well, we've got injuries. What can we do? Yep. Yeah, I think well, I think there's a combination of we've got injuries and we're on the road. Mm. And so we're not in front of fans to kind of will us over the line against the Bullets. Mm. We're not we've not got fans to will us over the line against, you know, the Thai fans. Um or the 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 36ers. So I think that's that's a big a big thing, you know. Home crowd advantage, man. They've got screaming fans of their games. It's always harder to win on the road. That was a decent um, crowd too against Adelaide. Yeah, man. decent decent crowds. It's good to see that the um these guys are getting some ticket sales, you know, bringing revenue into into the game. Um, I think it's just kind of like, well, we just we wait and see what we can build, and you know, I'm sure a lot of the work would have been done with certain lineups, and the injuries really hampered that. And um, you know, it is what it is for the time being, and we'll, we'll keep moving forward. Mm, we can just say to ourselves, yeah. at least we're not the breakers. Lamar Patterson on a donut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's true. That Breakers team is a bit of a Frankenstein as well. The Webster yeah. brothers, though, have been all right. Mm. I could get it. I could get in on one of the Webster brothers. Yeah, no, no takers yeah. on that. No, let, let that one go through the keeper. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll talk about this Brisbane game now. It was a ninety eighty seven final score. Did it feel like ninety eighty seven to you? It felt like we were never in it. Really. Yeah, I kind of felt that as well. Harry Froling again with a, just another night of just like, yeah, pretty disappointing. Yeah, it was just like three years ago. I was like, oh, this guy could be in the next NBA, and now he's just terrible. It's yeah, like- 13 minutes, four points, two of eight against our, you know, inside inside force that, you know, we probably altered a few of his shots. Um, I think so- somebody got a block on him as well. Um, but, yeah, and then Sobe coming out big. Sobe's been playing well. He has, I got to admit. We've got to give it to him. He's been mm. playing very well. Um, had thirty points the other night as well. A um, couple of a uh, couple of pretty soft and ones at the end too to seal the yeah, deal. Just 
Yeah, a couple of uh, yeah. It's like to go. Let's go down a ref hole before we get right into that Adelaide game. Like down the stretch of these games, they're calling like almost everything in rhythm of the home team because we're obviously we're away. And I'm I'm like okay, yeah, you gotta just you gotta accept that, understand that. Um, and then you go back to last year where there was a lot of just like, man, can we get some home cooking at all? This season, mm. um, so I'm I'm worried about that. But this this Adelaide game was like they just didn't call anything in the third and fourth quarter, like nothing. And I was kind of looking. I went back and looked at the box score, and Newley had foul trouble. Like instantly, that ruined our rotation. He had foul trouble, and the first one just wasn't straight up. wasn't a foul. He turned and like swiped the ball clean, and I like, felt. And I was just like, Ugh. and then so that messes with your lineups. But then to go to a third and fourth quarter where they're not calling anything. And then you look at some of these guys with like hardly any fouls. Like Humphreys probably had three or four in that stretch where they were just straight up fouls. Um, Giddy, I think, had one. DJ had one bad swipe on Casper that they just let go as well. That kind of changes the complexion of a game with this foul, the foul trouble. Like Isaac Humphreys mm. finished on four fouls. Um, so it's just I thought it was a bit strange where I, I don't know if them not calling anything. Like it helped us get into the game. But then again, like there was there was stretches there where guys could have fouled out but didn't because they weren't calling anything. Yeah, it's which kind of hampered with this, us with this replay system as well that they're kind of they, they just go to the replay that's invisible and they're like, no, nah, that was that 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 was. Yeah, you don't or, see it. I, do you, you like that? It. I'm actually kind of like, yeah, good. I kind of don't want to see them stuffing it up and then stuffing <laughs> it up again. You know, like we had a little bit of that the last couple of seasons where they just be like, no, man, I saw it and this happened. And then they just show a replay of like a foul, like a blatant like arm check foul. And you just be like, what the hell? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just like you get two of those and then he just called the, the no contact. He's like, oh, shit, I better give it what I've just. Yeah, yeah. Whoops. Oh, yeah. You get that. Uh, we've been getting that a little bit where they miss two calls and then they go up the other end and it's a foul and it totally just disrupts the rhythm of the game as well. I hate those ones. But yeah, I thought that was it was strange, and it kind of helped us get back into the game. So you can't get salt too salty about it. Yeah, it was like it really actually like helped us get back into the game. But Casper's still getting nothing. Like he's our most fouled player, but just he'll drive and just get crunched, man. And then just like that, nope, you get nothing. It's just like whoa, it's the, it's the Sydney syndrome. At mm. Melbourne, he was getting calls all the time. So uh, um, Randall, mm. he used to get absolutely drills. Like, get up, stop flopping. There was a flop warning actually in that Adelaide game. I think it was um, the guy that looks like Taj Gibson. I can't remember his name. Sloney Boy, maybe. Yeah, and that was actually a a charge. It was yeah, it probably was a charge yeah, too. It was a charge. It's like, I mean, yes, he did fall over, but he had foot position. So, mm. and then they 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 called a charge, and it was just like he was clearly moving. Like, yeah, pinned it like the one where he was going left, and I made that tweet. I was like, if a guy if a guy falls over in the woods, does he get an offensive foul? And nobody's around to hit, see it. Does he get an offensive foul? Because he was going sideways, like he was he was leaning like this, and then just like nah, hundred percent charge. Oh, I hate I hate those. It's just that's the one that really infuriates me when they get these dodgy charges where they're mm. barely even set. And because of, oh man, that was pretty hectic. He flew across the court. Give him a charge, you know. Just like you're flopping, and it's just like he fell over lightly, but he had foot position. Like he literally <laughs> planted. It was. I was just like, oh, okay, that was a charge. But anyway, we'll continue to play. And then, yeah, you just get, yeah, I just, there's very little consistencies. And I think that would be one that I would like to see go upstairs for quick review to see if the foot feet were sliding. You know, mm. it's a foul, quick review. Yeah. Were they, 
charge or block. You know what I mean? Because mm. I think that does change momentum of games, especially for guys that go to take the charge. Mm. Um, like if you've just got full position, you're standing there and get absolutely munted. Yeah, it's a charge. But some of these guys specifically are moving their feet. They're not planted. And it's just like, oh, that was clearly a charge. Or Andrew goes, yes, that was clear. It's just like, you don't understand the rules. He's moving. <laughs> Like yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, that's look, great defense, and you're just like it's not great it's a bit of a bit of a just wildly. I'm just chucking my body at a guy and then fall over, and it looks like a charge in real time. Uh, yeah, they're the ones that annoy me, and especially with Brad Newley too, where he'll get to get to the rim and have it on a player, and then just get a charge call, and you're just like, come on, man, it's Newley. Like Newley doesn't like Newley's got the euro, he's got the bag of tricks. Like nine times out of ten, he's not like offensively, you know, taking a guy down. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, I don't know. But um, back, to, back to this Prism game. So, yeah, there was a couple of dodgy and ones at the end. And I thought Martin was fouled as well at the end, probably should, should have shot an and one uh, when Kadi just jumped straight into him. They didn't even check that at all. Like, Kadi was awful defense. He just kind of, like, flailed at Jarrell. still laid it in, and Jarrell even came down kind of like, how's that not a foul type of thing? He's been getting fouled a little bit too, just getting nothing mm, yeah. down under. And he's, he's um, a guy that you can actually, like, in momentum – find him under the basket and he'll lay lay it in most times like he's got that slant like to go into his right he can slant out of the way of contact and lay the ball in but i'm finding that like from about six to seven feet he doesn't have that catch and go like he doesn't have that explosiveness yet i think it'll come in time i think we'll get a bit fitter and it'll like in the actual the rhythm the flow the spacing of the offense of how we're trying to play i think that'll get like he'll find that a little bit he's kind of just settling for like that step back a little bit like that in out hook or the in out yeah. step back a little bit but i think he he's really good actually at leaning his body and getting out of the way of contact and finishing at the rim it's that nba player that jt sort of had where he, jt had the physicality like he could use his body he could bump you out of the way and finish like but i feel like um Jarrell's kind of got the 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 angles the NBL guys kind of aren't really going to read yet. Like it'll take them some time to read that. So I think that's that's been um, part of the way he's crap. he's playing well. Yeah, he had twenty six points. He was really good in that game. Yes, he was. He Ten was of definitely... fifteen underneath. He's not shooting the three ball very well, but he had one of two in this game. Um, Eleven boards, clearly outstanding. Like an outstanding performance. One of the best we've had this season. Yep. Um, yep. What's your takes? You you feel like he's the right guy? I feel like he's probably the best guy that we could have gotten. Mm. It feels like he's good enough to be that marquee. I just feel that just quietly Casper's not that marquee. Mm. Like he's just kind of a guy that's been in the league for a long time here and just kind of like got that, oh, it's Casper Ware. And it's just like he hasn't really been good for a couple of seasons. Mm. Like he, he can get hot. He can have great games. But I just don't feel like he's that the superstar dude. I just don't feel like this team has an NBL superstar on it. Mm, someone I think reliable. Last, last year we had two NBL superstars on mm. Bogut and JT. We had like the year before it was Bogut. We had a superstar. I just don't feel like we've got a superstar on the floor this year. Mm. I think I think um, DJ can be that. I think he can probably be one of the best shooters in the league. He. If he was if he was our point guard, that'd be a lot better. Like if you kind of Casper was just out of the mix. I think I, so. I, I think, think it'd work a lot better. I think a lineup with him and Bruce on the floor would work quite well. Um because there was quite a bit of double teaming in that um, Brisbane game coming on DJ. 
And, you know, I think teams are going to start really running him off the line a little bit more mm. and it's going to leave Bruce a little bit more. Mm. They're, going, they're going to load up on him and he's going to have to either, I think he's going to just shoot out of it, but he's going to have to find Casper or anyone else basically on the floor. Like I think as the season goes on, we're going to get these lineups where there's going to be two guys that can shoot off of um, DJ's gravity. But that one of those guys is pretty much always going to be Casper Ware. Mm. And you're always kind of a little bit like, do we really want that? Like, I'm hoping, like, we're going to have to watch it, but I'm hoping that he kind of gets hot and starts shooting the three better. But, like, from what we've seen, you're kind of looking at that just going, I don't know if we want this. The other guy I'm hoping is going to be Bruce, but those starting minutes he's had in the first three games before he was kind of back to that bench roll against Adelaide, he didn't He hasn't been good, man. I'd low-key see, see him as he's struggling, and especially in the broken spacing that kind of we've, we've been having. Like, he hasn't had any shots. I think he's... Uh, I don't have the stats actually in front of me. Oh, do I? Yeah, I do. Um, shots, total shots attempted. Uh, it's coming up. It's coming up. It's coming up. 21, only 21 shots, 8 of 21. So if you put that in perspective, Casper's taken 63. Um, <laughs> DJ's 57. Jarrell, 54. Brad Newley's taken more shots than Sean Bruce. It's probably a good thing though, to be honest with you. Yeah. Quietly, Brad Newley's just shooting the three ball at 63%, 7 of 11. He's he's taking he the right ones, man. Taking the right ones. Corner Brad's best Brad. I'd, but I'd, I think yeah, yeah Loki Moller is a Moller. Um, Sean Bruce is a bit of a like. Ooh, that's a bit of an issue. Yeah, because he's yeah he's he's. I mean, he's he's got good facilitation skills. Mm. I just think that you know we need some more scoring. We've we've got a center, a backup center. We just don't have a lot of a lot of depth in the scoring option with with Cooks, Diddy, and Kick it off the floor. Mm. It's 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 a bit of a struggle. So to take us into this Adelaide game, he was obviously dropped to the bench. So we, we started that game with Ware, Martin, Craig Muller, Brad Newley. So Brad Newley came into the starting lineup and I was like, yes, like yes, that's that, kind that, of the right right move to make. Yeah. Shorty Bruce kind of goes back into that bench role, but you see very quickly it's like he's the glue guy coming on, I'm going to glue this team together. And then you're like, what are you gluing together now that we're kind of injury ravaged? There's nothing, these lineups aren't good. Like there's nothing to glue for him. You know, like that was that's kind of where I'm going with this. Is like Sean Bruce's. I'm glue guy. It's like there's nothing to glue together in that second unit really anymore. Because mm. Newley's kind of into the starting lineup, like Hunter, um, Tommy Vaudeville, and then the development players. You know, with the odd Moller yeah. and odd Martin lineup. Yeah, it, it is really. We are we are just injury ravaged. Mm. Injury ravaged, unfortunately, um, and that's going to take a, a big toll until at least kick it's back. Mm. I think we, you know, I think we can we can miss Diddy for a little while in that two three position, but I think, I mean, Kickett's a fifty forty ninety guy. Like yeah, that's and a know. and a like a unique scorer. Yeah, for the grand, like it'll it'll break systems where he he's a four that can play five and score the ball. Yeah. Um. The other thing too, Glover's diagnosis wasn't as bad as we thought as well. It's four weeks. Yeah. It was just a sprain. That's actually that's huge news. Still, in a in a sense, for him, you're always you, like he's had another bad injury. You're always kind of going, "Oh man, I hope he comes back and plays well." You're gonna always be worrying about that knee, but yeah, it's great great news for him. I think he, as a scorer, can kind of give this team a lift. Like he, he, I think he'd only taken like three or four shots, um, five shots in his time in the first two games before he got injured. 
But I think he has that potential to knit this team together a little he, he bit. He does. He does need to take more of a, an ominous role in the bench lineup. He needs mm. to be like, okay, this is my rotation. Where Sean's not shooting, that's fine. I'm going to take on more of that scoring role, um, and give give the options to to rest uh, DJ and Casper in the right situations where you're not just okay. Now we're going to bring them back in because we're you know they've gone an eight run and we you know Moller and Hunter have broken down three times in offense and mm. it's just like well. Now you've got to throw them back in and they're playing more minutes. They're playing heavy minutes and yeah. they're playing back-to-back weeks. And, you know, you've got to be able to, you know, participate in continuing the scoreline um, and, and putting some runs on the board uh, in order to stop this kind of, oh, shit, we're nine points down. Oh, we've got to get DJ and Casper back in. Because mm-hmm. um, DJ subbed himself out in this game. He had that hot start to the game. I think he had 12 points or 12 or 13 yeah. points in the first I mean, quarter. Ca- Casper kept played 35 minutes against the Bullets, um, which is quite high. And against 36, he played. He had 33. Yeah, yeah, 34. 30, 30, 34 minutes. 15 points, 6 of 15, 2 of 9 from 3. It's just not acceptable. And missing open ones too. They're the ones that, like, I, I get he can take some chucks and you go, yeah, they're those chucks. But he's missing some open ones too where you're just mm. like, and not in, and badly too, like a couple like really hitting the base of the rim hard. You're like, oh, this is kind of feels like a little bit mental, but he only knows one way is to shoot his way out of it really, um, just which we kind of just got to live with. Uh, in... This Adelaide game, Jarrell Martin, he had 13 points, four of nine. He's, he's um, inside game's kind of negated by DJ and Humpho, the Twin Towers. Mm. And it was, our, well, I guess Brisbane was kind of our first taste of seven-foot big men that protect the rim. Yeah. And that we kind of stumbled at that, and then we, we went headfirst basically into Adelaide. That was, you know, two guys that defend the rim. Um, Humpho had two blocks. Pinder had two blocks. Those two guys kind of, you know, really nullified our inside game, and Check. yeah, it kind of leaves you going, Ooh. like, mm-hmm. where do we go from here, boys? And I was just looking at these lineups. So we got a twelve, uh, sorry, a ten man. We had a ten man rotation in this game against Adelaide, but two of those guys were development players. Yeah. So really, it was an eight man rotation. Like, holy moly! Like, we we're really thin. Yeah, Galloway, fifteen minutes. Took one shot, you're right. Mm. Turnover, yeah, and one foul. <laughs> good afro, though. That afro yeah. is solid. Plus seven on the night, glued it together. It was good. Good, good time. Um, but, yeah, Humphreys, we should talk about his night. You know, pretty good night for him, 27 points. <sighs> Scary he's looking, N- man. He's NBA quality. He is. I think that he's, he'll find his niche in the NBA as a backup center. Because he can score the ball, he can defend the rim, and mm. you know he can shoot the three. Like we've seen that in the G League, um, he can shoot the three. It's just he hasn't, you know, he got a bit bit of injury, and then this COVID thing hit, and wanted to come back home. But his his path is is NBA. He definitely will get back there, I think, um, which will be be good to see. He's still young though. That's the thing. Like you know, this is what his fourth professional year. Um, yeah. Did he play college? Yeah, he played college, didn't he? He played college um, and then he played G League for... No, or did he come... He, did he... He played here. Yeah. Played here for a season, rookie season, and then went... But no, he's, he's, he's NBA quality and we can definitely see that. 
Yeah, that was a worry, TJ. These these in out. So coming up on Saturday is a, the rematch. Basically, I'm not looking at this rematch. Going, you know what? We could turn these three things around. I'm looking at this. Kind of, this is going to do the same things. That in out with DJ. Basically, they put him on the perimeter, switch him. Humphreys is inside a couple of times. They just roasted us with that. Basically, you know, everyone flocks straight out to DJ, knowing that we can't get up in his three point shot. You know, one, and then off helping off of that, two passes away is Humphrey basically wide open under the basket. Also, like how many times has Casper been, you know, guarding bigs? Have you noticed yeah. this year Cas- where you're Cas- just like, Cas- what Cas- the hell? It. Like, guys, yeah. like where are we? <laughs> what are we doing here? Our switching is terrible. Mm. It really is. Defensive switching is just non-existent at the moment. It, it's got to have happened maybe 10 times, 10 or 11 times where you're just like, like in a not in a scenario where a guy gets a switch and you're just like, oops, look out. Okay, you know, they fixed it. Like a few times it's just like, they have like three, four seconds to get the guy the ball on Casper, and you're just sitting there going, wow, like are we really just letting this happen? Like we're just like, yeah, Casper, guard Humphreys, mate. Have a crack at it. It's like Kyrie Styles, Boston. Like I'm going to guard Giannis. Like it's almost like that. It's just it's crazy, man. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Humphrey, 27 points, DJ 16. You can always knock down those threes. Yeah, only had one or four, but you still knocked down a pretty big one when we were going on that run in the third and fourth. Um, DJ's night. We should talk about that. What a what a night! Just absolute shoot fest. Flaming, flaming bombs, flaming fades, flaming step backs. Three of twelve from three, nine of eleven from two. I like that inside game. He him yeah. getting to the to the he he's going to get injured, man. I, I tweeted this clip where he he went in for a floater. Basically landed on that guy from Brisbane, like their development guy. Whoever was oh great game, and then like. Injures Diddy, getting under Diddy. It's like, bro, like you're really not a great big. Can you just get out of the way of our like NBA guys? Just get out of the way of those guys. Don't injure them. Um, and then, yeah, DJ had a, a floater that basically landed on him, went down, and the rest like, nah. And it's just like, dude's going to get injured, man. Like if we've got guys like stepping into shooters like that. Um, but, yeah, he, I think he ended up having a couple of fouls. He only shot two free throws for the amount of times he was getting, you know, inside. Yeah, it's statistically improbable. Yeah, it's a bit of a bit of a worry. But I think he'll get to the line. He's only a rookie. He'll get to the line a little bit more this year. But, yeah, I think his inside game is good, man. It's it's something that I haven't really seen from Diddy. Like, Diddy's inside game looked good when he was playing overseas. And, you know, some of that G League stuff, uh, some of the um, summer league, like the like, mm. he looked good inside. And you're like, ooh, this is this is good, but it hasn't. We haven't seen it at all. It's a worry. No, it is a worry. We, we haven't seen Prime Diddy since that kind of middle of last year, mm. middle of last season. It really hasn't. His injuries, his back. He's got a lot of back, chronic lot of back issue, man, which mm. is a bit of a worry at his age as well. And uh, they're obviously him getting that ankle injury, he'll be out for four weeks. I, I don't know. I saw that and I was like. That looked like a couple of months, man. Mm. Like it looked pretty bad spraying. You've rolled that pretty good. Coming, you're always worried when they're all the way up, coming down on it. Like yeah. it's not like he took a step or like he was initiating like a, a face up or a back down and stepped on someone. Like he was up getting that board and their their big just stepped straight under him. I'm just like, start like no, like get out of the way of dudes who are getting paid like 60 times as much as you. What are you doing? Um so that's a worry. That's a huge worry. Uh, Newly wasn't that great in this Adelaide game. Foul trouble. Um, ended up with three fouls, but those those timely fouls, that third foul came in the second quarter. Basically, they had to sit. 
you know, and we just couldn't score the ball at all in that second quarter. No. It was horrible. 12 points and then 15 in the third. We really struggled. Uh, what, are, what are the notes have I got here? First burgers from Craig Muller of the season. <laughs> Missing those two free throws. That wasn't good. Uh, so how many free throws did we shoot in this game? 10 of 16. Um, so that, we did shoot the ball well apart from those two misses from Craig Muller. Uh, fouls. Yep. Um, this would have been an absolute burglary if we, we won that game. And I think yep. I posted I'd 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 we'd pod it and I'd be wearing a ski mask if we won that game because <laughs> that would have been an absolute burglary. There there was I was saying to you before we started I I was embarrassed for Adelaide like that was a five point game you guys suck like you almost bottled that. Um, uh, and then yeah, the high trap full court press actually made us look good. Yes, and it's I was good. like, ah, full just court do press. that the whole game. But yeah. Awesome. Is it is it viable? I don't know if no, Casper's it's pretty firing. Pretty but firing. I don't know if Casper has that on ball. Like we saw him get that really good steal against Giddy. But apart from that, kind of it's like he gets rinsed and then they just switch bigs onto him and you know got inside mismatches and switching and yeah it gets a bit messy. Um, and then yeah we need bigs SOS. <laughs> we need a big rim protector. Um, all right, let's move forward to tipping. Oh, three to one. Sorry, first. Uh, yep. So for the Brisbane game, I have Jarrell Martin with three. Jarrell, yep. I also had Jarrell Martin. I have DJ with two. Yeah, I said DJ. And I had Newly with one. Newly, I went with Ware. Could have been either. Or I think Ware kind yeah. of willed us in there late. A bit of an emotional pick on my, my part. Yeah, a bit of will. Um, and for the... Adelaide, Adelaide game. game, DJ, DJ, DJ and DJ. DJ three, DJ takes them all. I had DJ three, I had um, uh, where with two, and then the one was kind of just very can hard where, to give. Can where get one as well as the other guy? You know what I mean? That yeah, was how I was feeling. It's kind of like, it. yeah, two of nine, I just don't have a group, but no one else really had a great night as well. Um, so who was your one? Uh, Jarrell. Terrell Martin. Yeah, I had DJ Ware Newley. Even though I just said Newley didn't play that well, but still. Uh, I might change that to Jarrell, actually, because, yeah, he kind of struggled a little bit inside. Um, yeah, so that is round three in the books. Just add that. Add that. Shout out to everyone. If you want to do fan MVP, get in there. We're getting more, more traction on that. So if you want to give three, two, one, get on those posts. Don't be shy. Um, I'm not going to hold against you. We're getting, we're collecting a little bit more data now, which is good. Um, so tips, 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 tips. Melbourne. Uh, let's let's read them out. So we've got that postponed game. Uh, we didn't have no idea when that's going to be played. Perth at home to the Breakers. Mm. Um, and then obviously we've got another postponed game, Perth and the Breakers, which is another game. So people out there watching along. Stay, stick with us. I'll try to um, try to make sure we minimise missing anything or you know stuffing it all up because this has a has the uh, potential to go pear shaped with the way they're moving games around. All right, Brisbane at home to United. 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 I also had United. Perth at home to the Breakers. We'll tip it anyway because you can always change it whenever you feel like it. It won't be at home. Uh, it'll be postponed to a later date. 
okay. So who knows what they're going to do, whether they just go, round 16, we're bringing it back, bringing back the band. We'll have like an extra week just to catch up. Yeah, you're playing a Tuesday, Thursday, (laughs) midweek, eat it, you know what I mean? I'll go Perth at home then. Perth. I can't believe they missed that game winner. I was watching it just going, sweet, this will be some sort of elaborate game winner where they just like, and a twirl and Wagstaff under the bucket and misses the layup. I was like, you pig. Can't believe that. Um, Taipans at home to the Bullets. I'm going to go types. I'm, 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 I'm holding yeah. hope. I went Taipans bounce back. They've got some uh, things to work out. They're one and four. Uh, no, they're one and five, I think. Let me just double check that. They are. Uh, I don't have the ladder handy. It's my computer's being annoying. Um, 36 is at home to the Kings. Yeah, I think they're one and five. Thirty sixes. Thirty sixes. Yeah, I went with thirty six as well. I think I need points, and I'm really looking at. I'm thinking about doing a video of uh, what we can't do against the thirty sixes in the next game if I can get it out in time. Because I don't think we can do anything. I think that Humphreys is just going to have another twenty plus night. DJ is going to go off. Sunday Ditch, man. How did we not snag him? How good was he? He hit those three shots at the end. Like, uh, I think he had two where he just layups, line drive layups, and then the third one was like, all right, finally get a guy over there. I think it was newly, like, you know, a, a, like block, almost blocks his shot. He misses that. We get a chance to kind of bring it up the other end. And I was just like, how do we miss out on this guy, man? Um, Phoenix at home to the Hawks. I'm going to go to the Hawks. Yeah, same. Hawks five, I know. The Gorge, man. United at home to Perth. United. I, th- I went United, but I feeling Perth might win that. Just like, oh, look, here's Perth coming in and beating United, who are like 6-0. and mm. uh, Taipan's at home to the Breakers, which is now Ty- moved to Saturday. Taipan's, Taipan's, Taipan's. All right, and that is tips. Good times. And we will see you guys. No. We'll, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, what, what else do we got? Because we're, we're pretty much over time. We're at 50 minutes here. Yeah, it's been a it's been a like a, a reflective tone on this pod, I think. Reflecting, Reflect. uh, I've it's it's been cathartic. I'm si- sitting here in a position of just we can't just ex- can't expect this team to be great. I can't look at this team and just go, you know what? I expect this team to be top two finish, man. I'm looking yeah. at it just going, this could slide off a cliff and be, you know, end the season six and eighteen. It could do. I think let's just wait for these injuries to kind of get back into it. Mm. Sitting on the fence, eh? It's not like you. I'm going to sit on the fence on this one. All righty. And as always, you can like and subscribe on Facebook. If you're watching now, hit that like button. Uh, If you want to watch them on YouTube, you can. We upload these on YouTube. We also upload these on Apple Podcasts and we're working on Podcast Attic. I thought I did that the last one, but we'll check. I'll get Andy to double check. I don't have Android, so I can't check. Um, yeah, as always, like, share, and subscribe everywhere, and we will see you guys next time on the King's Dime.